And welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast of the California MBA, featuring one-on-one -on -one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA, and I'm very happy that you could join us today. Before we get to today's guests, I'd like to thank our 2023 President's Council sponsors. Now, this is a group of com uh, companies that are members, but they um, they join the President's Council to give us an added um, level of financial uh, support throughout the year, mainly to support our advocacy efforts, because we are the voice of the real estate finance industry in California. And uh, I'm very grateful to all of these companies for the additional support that they give us throughout the year. So I'd like to thank our President's Council members, uh, Amerihome, ArchMI, Consolidated Analytics, Funding Shield, Incelerate, Guild Mortgage, Rocket Mortgage, and Western Alliance Bank. Thank you all for your support throughout the year. We greatly appreciate that. And with that, it brings me to today's guest. I'm very happy to welcome Ben Miller, who's co-founder and CEO of Simple Nexus. Ben, welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Yeah, I was happy to, uh, to get you as a guest uh, on Connect. We've had a great relationship with Simple Nexus over the years. Uh, but I always kind of like to start out with giving a little bit of background and how people got into this industry and the mortgage business in particular. So why don't you give us a little back, uh, story in your background? Yeah, totally. And it seems like it's always an adventure how people get into mortgage. Um, there's not many people that wake up you know, in the morning from whatever and say, I'm, that's my career. I'm going to go do this, right? Uh, uh, but it's it's such a fulfilling career. I mean, there's a lot of uh, challenging problems to solve, a lot of ways to innovate in in what we do. But also, it it literally delivers this dream of home ownership, you know, for people, and uh, that's really really cool and very special and exciting to be part of. You know, for me personally, I actually got my civil engineering degree as an undergrad and did construction management for a while you know building heavy civil projects and you know different random projects throughout the united states uh and then in the great financial crisis when everything started melting down decided that you know i wanted to try a changing career and uh, went back and got a, a master's in business administration and uh that introduced me into the technology world and early stage ventures and startups and, and whatnot and and I uh, got connected with Matt Hansen, who had originally was the founder of Simple Nexus and had quit his day job to do Simple Nexus full time. And I connected with him later in that year. So it was myself and Matt and Jim Harrison at that time. And, and we were renting uh, uh, like about a 12 by 12 office out of his mom's branch, mortgage, mortgage company, right? Yeah. And, um, and it just went from there and and so it was it was a really interesting way to get connected with matt uh not the way i started my initial career right um but uh but kind of fell into this and and even even when it was just us three didn't really fully realize we were in the mortgage industry we kind of knew we were but we had kind of really niche you know application and over time it's grown you know into this platform to really help all facets of home ownership and that home ownership journey. And so it's been ex an exciting, uh, you know, growth uh, plan and, and, and trajectory for, for me personally. Um, and, and it just opens up the possibilities of, of what more is out there to do. So uh, yeah, 
yeah, I would say, um, again, when I was building buildings as a civil engineer, never thought I'd be in mortgage, but here I am and love it. Yeah, here, here we are. Here we are. Well, that's it. That's a great story. And congratulations on the success of Simple Nexus. I've been uh, in this role for uh, longer than that, and I've certainly watched the journey of Simple Nexus. And uh, it's always uh, it's been a, it's been great to see all the growth and success for your company. Yep, we have been fortunate. Thank you. You know what I do love? Uh, I love great stories of entrepreneurs. I, I was um, I had a small business for 13 years before I had this job, and this is kind of like running a small business, but mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm always fascinated by entrepreneurs. So what advice would you give to a young entrepreneur at this point? Yeah, well, uh, probably the first advice is to make sure that's what you really want to do. Um, you know, it, it's, Susan, it's really interesting. You mentioned being like, you know, you had a small business yourself and then being like an entrepreneur within the California MBA, right? It's really a mindset, a mentality to say, do yeah. I want to own my own destiny? Do I want to create my own future? And that's not for everybody, you know, as romantic as it sounds like, well, of course I want to create my own future, right? Well, it comes with a lot of pain a lot of uncertainty, a lot of stress, you know, along with that excitement uh, and, and, and adventure and, and of creating something out of nothing, right? And so first and foremost, you just have to look yourself in the mirror and say, am I that person? Like, you know, do I, do I kind of want the certainty and security of someone else in charge, like kind of telling me what direction I need to go and I just go do it? Or do I want to be that person that is in charge of say that that it's like it it all depends on me you know to to figure it out um, you know I kind of saw that along the way as I was in school and would have a lot of my classmates say you know hey I, I want to be an entrepreneur you know because they sometimes think that oh that means that you get to have your own hours and you can spend more time with your kids and blah 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 right well the reality is you know as an entrepreneur you work way more hours than your peers you know at, at a regular job so to say um and so as some of those realities started to set in several of my friends who wanted to do this initially started dropping out and saying hey, you know what i think i'll just go get this eight to five job over here you know after business school uh, and so it's, yeah, it's first, you got to just figure out who you are and you can be different things in different stages of your life. You know, I mean, you may have early on in your career, you may have a stage where you're like, Hey, I need to just go learn some stuff. I need to work under some good leaders to really learn how to work and learn how to manage. And, and, and then, you know, as you get more experience, maybe you can feel ready to say, you know what, I think I can do this on my own. I'm ready to go create my own thing or not. So, so that's, that's a big thing. You know, from there, it's uh, entrepreneurship always seems to be that kind of combination of uh, eternal optimism, um, some naivete a little bit, right? You know, and, uh, you know, you see challenges and, and maybe, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And, and maybe that's, good for you you're like hey I, I i'm too naive to be scared of what might be around the corner i'm just going to keep going and plow through and just bust through any challenge you know and have that kind of eternal optimism and positivity uh is what's needed to uh to really go through the grind you know it's it's hard to build a business it's hard yeah. to go through all the challenges and not only do you have your own business that you need to build but then you have all the competition, you know, everyone else trying to do the same thing right. and, uh, and get your, your customers that you're working so hard for. And so, yeah, that energy level and do you have it in you uh, 
um, you know, again, and, and it's okay, different stages of life might have different appetites for that, right? And so um, it might be harder if you have, you know, a family depending on you, maybe it's easier if you're single. But it, then again, you know, maybe it's easier if you have that life partner that can support you that you can kind of talk to in the evenings and say, oh, you know, I don't know if I can keep going and, and they could cheer you on, you know, and so it's, it's, yeah. it's really interesting. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a very individual sport, I would say, you know, very, very individual, you know, situation that, 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 you know, for one to decide if is it for them or not. I think that's great advice. I think, you know, what you're saying is so true. It's like, know who you are before you go and do that. Because, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a great, you know, contributor to a big company. You don't have to, you know, everybody doesn't have to have their own businesses. But if you're, if you're just lured by the glamour of what you think it's going to be, there's a lot of non-glamorous aspects to it too. <laughs> it's so funny because like, like 90%, I forget the stat, but it's something like 90% of all new companies in the United States fail, right? And, and, and people are distracted by that glamour. They, they see that person that has the nice car, the flashy house and whatever. And like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I have my own business, this and that, whatever. I, I think the reality is a lot of, you know, self-made people in the United States probably aren't flashy because they worked super hard for it and you may never know yeah. you know what they have financially or not you know and it's and it's like what what is fulfilling for you what what makes you happy right and yeah. uh you know for for me personally i get a lot of fulfillment uh from what we're able to accomplish when we solve really hard problems in the industry that's very rewarding and exciting and uh and you may or may not see a lot of financial reward for that right I mean, you know, we are in an industry pullback right now. And so yeah. it's really hard when you, if you try to measure a business just by how much, how many dollars, right, are in the business, how much revenue they're doing, you know, that's a tough indicator, you know, right now. Right. But if you can measure a business of success of how many hard problems are they solving, you know, how, how are they helping people's lives? How are they making it easier for that end user, be it the loan officer or the borrower, or things like that, um, then it's very fulfilling, right? You know, we get a lot of fulfillment. Uh, but you have to be in it for that right reason, you know? So yeah. if, you, if you look a lot across the way and you see somebody like, oh, I want to be as rich as them, or I want to have that cool car, uh, so I need to go be an entrepreneur, I don't think you're going <laughs> to you're gonna last very long. Right. But, yeah, that's good not point. That's yeah. works a lot of times. So I know, uh, Ben, you were named one of the 40 most influential mortgage professionals under 40 years old by National uh, Mortgage Professional Magazine in 2019, which I thought was pretty amazing. How did you react to that recognition? Well, well first off, I barely made it, right? You know, no, I wish I was still 40, right? You know, barely kind of skated in there. Um, but uh, no, it's a great honor, right? It's, it's you know, we, again, going back to why do we do what we do? We enjoy solving hard problems. We enjoy helping the industry, but it's really fun to be recognized as someone who's helping make positive change for the industry, right? right. Uh, and that was a, that was a great honor to have that recognition. Um, but no, I, I have uh, I have a few more wrinkles since then, and uh, and sleepless nights since then. So yeah, it'd be nice to be forty again. So. Hey, take the win! I would be putting that right at the top of my resume. Do you see this under forty? You know that I'm under forty or not now? I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'd be taking advantage of that for sure. Well, that was amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, of course, now you know. Fast forward to this year. It's very challenging for uh, the lending uh, community. 
how, how can automation done correctly help reduce costs and improve the borrower experience, which I think all lenders are looking for? Yeah, that's the name of the game. You know, uh, change is brought about by either inspiration, being drawn or inspired to make a change, or by pain, right? You have to make that change. And we're probably seeing more of that pain element of it this year because of the pullback. You know, lenders just don't have the units out there. And then, you know, the MBA, you know, released some numbers recently saying in the fourth quarter that independent mortgage bankers were losing about 99 BIPs per loan originated. And, uh, and so it's not very profitable in addition to the number of units are out there. You're, you're fighting for every loan and then every loan you're doing isn't, isn't very profitable. So it's right. very, very tough, very, very challenging environment. And that's driving, forcing, you know, a lot of this change. Uh, and lenders, you know, they, they don't have a choice a lot of times. They have to find ways to be more efficient at how they manufacture that loan. And that efficiency, it's hard because we've always been doing it one way, right? You're like, well, this works for me in the past. This is what I know. I want to keep doing it this way. And it's hard to come to that realization to say, you know what? Maybe I can't do it that way anymore. Maybe I need to change with the times. Maybe I need to try a new workflow. Uh, that will allow me to be more efficient. And then, and then if you can get past that kind of psychological barrier of change, because change is hard, right? Uh, but if you can get past that barrier and really embrace and see how that technology is going to help you become more efficient, you know, that efficiency also drives better experiences. You know, if you don't have to take right. as much time to do something, and you can do something more elegantly, right? It usually results in a better experience, you know, for that end user. And that's, again, as we look at it, we look in several different personas, the loan officer persona, the borrower persona, that referral partner, most of the time the realtor persona, even now settlement agents and closing. If you can reduce all that work and make more elegant workflows, you have a better experience with that process. And that, that results in, you know, you know greater uh, satisfaction, you know, repeat business, referrals, things of that nature. And that all helps build your business and helps you become, you know, more profitable. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the name of the game this year. And, and really for every year, you should always be refining your process. But especially yeah. this year when loans are so hard to come by and a lot of our fixed costs are being spread over a fewer number of units, and it's being harder and harder to uh, drive out a profit. You really need to, you know, look for those opportunities to drive efficiency. Yeah, I think that that's so well said. And and like you say, make it a great experience for everybody that touches that loan. It's not just the borrower. It's not just the loan officer. It's really all the the partners and everybody that makes that whole transaction work. Mm -hmm. Yes. How does that? How does a company like Simple Nexus set yourself apart from your competitors? Yeah. Well, we love you know, thinking like this, like, like everything's kind of commoditized. We all sell the same type of loans, right? But how do you do it differently? And as a vendor, you know, you may be in a category, a point of sale, a front end system. You know, we call ourselves a home ownership platform because we feel like we interact with that borrower even before they apply, right? When they're just looking for a home, but there's others that claim that as well. And so how do you set yourself apart? You know, and that's where we focus and where we pride ourselves. I would say a couple of things that come to mind is first, we have people from the industry. You know, we know mortgage and that's very important because it's a pretty unique industry. 
uh, it's hard to come from somewhere else to mortgage. Look, I, I did it myself. I experienced that having to learn the new acronyms. You know, I remember hearing just the term LO the first time, and I'm like, low, what is a low? And I was like, oh, loan officer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know, you hear all these little acronyms and things and uh and the different nuance about you know how to originate a loan and and you know what the industry cares about um and so having someone who knows the intricacies of how that los works how that servicing engine works how credit you know pricing engine how all of those interact uh and then how you know something like our platform would interact with all of those to drive a certain workflow or experience it's invaluable to start with that history first, right? Um, and then from there, you know, we look to partner with our customers. You know, Matt and I, we always, you know, feel like we're pretty smart individuals, but we never claim to have all of the answers, you know, and we never claim that, that our way is the best way, right? And so we come to the table bringing our expertise and knowledge and say, hey, you know, we think we have a solution, but as we explore this, we're open to any kind of input. Because at the end of the day, it's the lender who's in the business of originating loans, right? You know, I myself, I've never originated a mortgage, you know, uh, I've been around it a lot. I've seen a lot of elements of it, but, but that lender has way more experience at that than I do. So I need to listen. I need to bring my own expertise and how we build software, but also accept that input from the customer and that inspiration from the customer on how do we create and innovate together. And I think that's another secret sauce of ours of like, as big as we get, as successful as we get, we never let it go to our head. And, and we always try to approach every problem with some humility of saying, look, like we 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 uh, we may not have the perfect answer. Help us, you know, guide us, partner with us to create something new and special. And th it seems like you know this industry. You're right. I mean, it is so complex and it's changing. I mean, there's mm -hmm. always changes in things. It's not. It's a market change. There's products change. There's regulatory things. I mean, there's there and then having that strong partnership. I think with your customers is probably a, a big key. Yes. Yep. You're right. It is one of the most complicated industries, a, a relatively small industry by people count, right? You know, a yeah. number of employees, but but very, very big in the, in the terms of dollars transacting, you know, trillions of dollars in the industry, but very, very complicated, very highly regulated, a lot of security concerns, privacy concerns, things of that nature. Um, and And so, yeah, you have to you have to have a little humility as you're approaching because it's it's nearly impossible just to know it all you know yeah oh always improving i mean i yes. think that's a, we should all be striving for that well mm -hmm. thank you ben for being a part of the uh connect podcast today it's been a great conversation and i really want to thank simple nexus for your support for the california mba as well as being a part of our western secondary market conference coming up this august in dana point and thanks to all of you for joining us on today's episode of Connect. To access any of our past episodes, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Connect.